Aw, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. Hey, ballers, it's Thorn. And Fist. And today we're joined by our friend and guildmate and raid healer and sometimes raid DPSer, Manfi. What's happening? Oh, good to have you. <laughs> Glad to have you here, buddy. I understand that you have some lore to share with us in a bit. Ah, uh, yes, I do. Fantastic. This week we have way more stuff than usual to chat about, so let's get to it. So the original <laughs> Friday night activity uh, intended for this week was to play some more genital jousting, which you, uh, if you've been tuning in recently, you heard about us doing that as a live stream. It is a, a non-Blizzard strange strange extremely inappropriate game um so hide your daughters and your sons for that matter um if you go into that at all uh we also found an interest heard an interesting story from a guildmate not manfi but a different um guildmate about buying that game on steam and then having his dad who also plays on the same steam account look at their history and say um son what is what is genital jousting? <laughs> so, <laughs> careful if anybody's looking at that history of yours because you you'll have some splaining to do. Yeah, but it, instead of doing that, uh, we were actually invited to be on the Twisted Nether blogcast on Friday night, yeah. and it was really great. Yeah, it was way fun. Yeah, they had some really good interview questions for us. Like people wanted to know about us and stuff, so kind of flattering, interesting. Uh, we have the link for uh, uh, the whole. Um, we actually did it live on Twitch, so we have the link to the whole show um, in the show notes, and uh, we have the the uh, where you can find the Twisted Nether blogcast. Um, uh, veterans of Blizzard podcasting, uh, they've been going for years and years, and uh, they're really great to listen to. The chemistry, the the prestige. <laughs> Yeah, and you can tell they've been doing it um, for years because we're on episode 271. Yeah. It's not out yet as of uh, as of Saturday, the December 3rd, but it's coming soon. They'll have it up this week. Uh, and so definitely check that out. In other news, uh, we've launched a merch shop. Uh, we have t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers for sale. Um, maybe not the perfect Christmas gift. Uh, no, certainly not. But uh, everybody maybe for you. needs... To wear things, right? Like shirts. <laughs> hey, Manfi, you like a good hoodie, don't you? Absolutely. That That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst sales bit ever. <laughs> but we have three designs, and they're pretty cool. And uh, we just... It, it's more of an experiment than anything else, just to see, you know, if anybody would actually want these things. Um, we've had a little success, actually, already. So that's cool. And all the proceeds will be going to um, funding this podcast. There are proceeds? I don't know. But you, but you set it up. Yeah. So where, where does the money go? To this podcast. Okay. Okay. Oh, this is my I don't believe you voice. <laughs> this is my shut up fist. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. And so she doesn't have to do it for herself. Let me interject with a piece of news from Fist. You can't interject if people aren't already talking. Right, Manfi? That's true. That's that's dubious at best. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Glad you are here so you can (laughs) gang up on me. Manfi's on my side. Screw you both. 
what I was trying to do, Thist, was promote your new YouTube channel. So you're welcome, you jerk. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so Thist is doing YouTube now. Um, we are trying to get more streaming going, some more videos going. Uh, that stuff will be separate and possibly more uh, oriented from both of us at the same time. But what I'm speaking about right now is Thisto3 on YouTube. So check her out. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, she's got a couple of videos up right now. Um, some exciting stuff coming soon um, that will be, uh, you know, of interest to you if you're interested in these kinds of, uh, in the topics of this show. So you'll see soon. That's right. You want to give them a little taste or tell them anything about it? Or do you want to be mysterious? Absolutely not. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, my last video is uh, I'm just doing the gamer tag, which is uh, like 20 questions game related. I figured, you know, uh, talking about video games every week for like an hour for two years. Wh wh why not do it with video? Yeah, yeah. You're you're easy on the eyes. I mean, to some people. If it was Manfi, everyone would want to watch it. Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't be fair. Manfi, don't start a channel. I mean... <laughs> okay, well, don't start a channel now, Manfi. so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other Thist news, Thist, do you want to tell them what happened on Twitter okay. this week? Um, so the day before yesterday, I uploaded a video of... I stuck a flagpole on the front of my house and stuck a horde flag on the flagpole. And it was a pole. pole. And it was a particularly like blustery afternoon. So I took some footage of the, the horde flag waving proudly in the breeze. Like there was a tear in my eye. Hell like, it's, yeah. It, it's beautiful. And uh, I tweeted that. And a few hours later, uh, the World of Warcraft Twitter account picked it up and it blew up my phone. Hell yeah. Like yeah. legit, it's got like 2.3k likes so far. It's got so many likes and comments and retweets now that the fake porn accounts are starting to retweet it. Nice, because it's popular. You that's know? how you know you're hitting you know it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and it was pretty cool because Warcraft and Blizzard themselves um, both commented on it. And if, you know, when Senpai notices you. And I'd been noticed a few times this week by some senpais. It's just been like the best week of life. So I guess besides best Con. week ever. Yeah, but it's been pretty cool. Um, so if you want to see it, just friggin look at the Warcraft Twitter page because there it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, just uh, to wrap up our uh, rapid fire news here um, in the coming weeks, like next week and the week after that, we have really exciting interviews like we have an exciting interview today with Manfi. We have an exciting interview next week and the week after. So you do not want to miss this. It, you're genuinely going to be like, holy shit, this is exciting. Yeah. If you're if you're driving places for the holidays or if you are getting out of the house to get a break from family or something like that and you need uh, a little a little sidebar, we, we got you covered. We got you. And uh, if plans go, if, well, if everything goes according to plan, uh, we do con we do plan to continue the show through the holidays, so we shouldn't be missing out on anything. The The timing of some of the releases might be a little odd or strange. Um, we're not uh, terribly consistent with the date right now. It's generally been around Sunday, Monday-ish, um, but that might be cha changing right around the holidays as far as which day of the week, but there still will be one each week. But you digress. Do I? I don't know. Do you? <laughs> LB Newsline. News you can use, unless you refuse.
So, Manfi, did you play on Friday, World of Warcraft? Yes. Did you log in and just straight up grab your Kirin Tor emissary quest? Yes. Was that not sweet or what? No, because I got nothing. Oh. Oh. Uh... I got my second legendary, so... <laughs> hey, screw you, man. You know what the sweetest part was? I logged in and I was already in the transmog place in Dalaran, so I saw the, the question mark. Before I knew what was going on, I was like, what is that? And then, you know, because the, the Kirin Tor turn-in is like right yeah. next to the transmog hut, so I, I literally just sauntered on over, Mountless just walked my <laughs> ass up those stairs, grabbed my quest, and got a legendary, and I was like, oh... <laughs> Wow. Easiest legendary ever. Wow. Yes, probably in the history of World of Warcraft, so... But yeah, uh, uh, I think uh, they, they're still obviously working on um, what happened with the last Kirin Tor quest, and uh, that was also a freebie after a few days, but I guess today, since it was a Kirin Tor day, they're just like, take it! Well, I think done. it was, uh, if you had done one in the last like couple days, you got credit. Because I know some people didn't have immediate credit. Oh really? Yeah. Oh crap! I haven't, I haven't been, I haven't looked into that yet, so I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's also a n- couple new Kieran Tor quests. Ah uh, yes. I haven't done one of them yet. Uh, like, wh- what's the one you have to reach the goal? There's two you have to reach the goal. There's one in Sirmar and there's one in Azuna. Is it like flying? Is it kind of like the yes. Aviana? It's kind of like the Aviana challenge. Yeah, kind of. You get gotcha. like a, a special action bar that boosts you through the air. We 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 kind of covered this on the last episode, trying to like tell people how to do it. Kind of, it's 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 hard, but it's not that hard. It's just different. Gotcha. Like, there's not there's nothing like it in the game right now. I don't think so. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I did the barrel challenge for mine. Nice, congratulations. Um, but mostly to me because legendary. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Ithorn, do you even what? have a legendary yet? I do. I have Sefuza's secret. <laughs> What's the secret? It's the, the secret is how crappy it is. Oh. <laughs> the secret is you have a legendary, but it sucks. All right. Now this. Okay. I, I'm. I'm. I've been on record about this before, so I want to reiterate. I am happy about my legendary. In fact, part of uh, it's made. It's just meant to like a couple of minor tweaks to my rotation, and in most cases. It works just fine and is quite nice. So I'm not really complaining, except that it doesn't. The only thing that I that I wish it would have helped would it help more with is raid bosses because that's where I, my entire build is based around single target DPS. So it it, it only works when ads are present. Um, I, I need something that I can stun, um, which I can do with my mind bomb. <laughs> but if I don't have my mind bomb ready, then uh, it's not really. Like I'm not gonna, my mind bomb is not gonna do anything to a boss, so it's not gonna work. Say mind bomb again. A mind bomb. Thanks. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, um, since it was announced at BlizzCon this year, uh, Mischief, the new uh, uh, Make a Wish uh, pet available for purchase, is yes. finally available for purchase for the Make a Wish <laughs> Foundation. Um, so cute. So cute. Friggin' uh, adorable. Really is. It's just, it's. I love that its name is Mischief because it's a cat, and my god. Yeah. And then Fist, you showed me the the trailer for it today. Man, have you seen the trailer? Yes, it's adorable. It oh really my is. God, it's in like this Grinch style, like rhyming and uh. This is so well done. Really, right, so re- real talk about that c- cinematic. Okay. 
I really wish they would put the models from the cinematic in the game. I wish they could, because the cinematics look so good. They, they really, really do. do. Blizz always hits it out of the park with cinematics. You know, like, they have, like, like the three-tiered cinematics, like, the the movie quality, and then, like, the the semi-game, semi-movie quality, like the trailer is, and then, like, mostly game quality. But they're all so beautiful and stylistic. Like, it yeah. doesn't even matter what which quality it is. So yeah. gorgeous. But, um, so starting now until December 31st, when you adopt the in-game version of Mischief, 100% of the purchase price, which is $10 in the U.S., pricing varies by region, will be do- donated to Make-A-Wish. The last one, I think, was Cinder Kitten, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, no, wasn't it the uh, rune kitten? I don't know, but I trust oh, yeah. I trust your memory far better than I my own. I think it was the, the purple <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. mana saber kitten. That. Yeah, Draven Dresden bought us each one of those last year. So it's pretty sweet. And then uh, not only that... That's right, uh, what a nice present. Totally. And not only that, but um, Blizz has made a plush, uh, plushie of, the, of mischief, and um, it glows in the dark, which pl- is amazing. Did you say a plushie? Yeah. A glow-in-the-dark plushie. That's so awesome. Yeah, I know. The glow-in-the-dark puts it over the top. I oh. might have to get it because it glows in the dark. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, that's so cute. I should get it. And then I read, like, it glows in the dark. It's like, well. It's like a nightlife that you can... Nightlife. Wow. A nightlight that you can cuddle. It's like a nightlife. I like to be... <laughs> it's like cow meow meow. <laughs> um, but it's $25, and it's available now in the Blizzard Gear store until December 31st and sales of the plush will be will benefit make a wish um so we'll have the link to that in the show notes um you know christmas is coming up get it get the in-game for you and if you're not so into stuffed animals get it for like a little niece or a baby or a child or something you know and and feel good that you're getting something for someone and also making a donation like blizz makes it really easy for the gamer to like give back with yeah. the, within the christmas spirit totally it's just that's the Blizzard way. It's like how can how can we do things that are like related to in game, but also related to real world stuff. If you didn't realize that we were a Blizzard games podcast, like a, that's the topic and theme of this whole show, you would think that we are just the biggest shills, like the embedded media working on behalf of <laughs> Blizzard in the right? background, because we're just such like salespeople for this stuff. Because we're just such fans of it. I mean, what a better. Like, what better approach can you have to this? 100% of the, of the proceeds. That's so cool. Yeah, and it's something that people actually want. Yeah, hell yeah, I want that. I just, I love that they made it a cat again. Like, it seems to be a cat every year because they fucking know that people love the shit out of cats. <laughs> they're gonna be like, they're going to want this damn cat. What runs the internet? Cats. Cats. I mean, Manfi, you want the cats, right? Oh, absolutely. I love cats. You want to have the cats. See, you're on the internet. You love cats. It's that simple. And before we get into uh, uh, the main reason Manfi's here, besides A, being beautiful, and B, being really awesome. Um, and apparently C, being a centaur. <laughs> now that Inside jokes. All right. Now that you've said, now that you, I wasn't going to bring that up, but now that you've brought it up, I drew Manfi as a centaur, and now I'm going to put that in the show notes, too, yes. so everybody can see that. Yes. Pretty pony Manfi. <laughs> Uh, but... that's, she, that's, that's not even fair because the photo was really like Manfi you got a new apartment recently right yeah congratulations on the new place yes that's pretty sweet and you were kind enough to show to share some images with us one of which is you standing next to your nice big TV which is awesome and then this goes and just just takes full advantage of that and just you know suddenly you're a centaur 
Yeah. If anybody would like a picture of them turned into a centaur in really shitty MS paint, I would be happy to do that. Send it my way. <laughs> but it has to be a full photo of you. Maybe that should be the first thing we do for our, our Patreon since we've been trying to figure out what what yeah, to get for them. that's a great idea. <laughs> Just tell me what color of pony you want to be. What kind of horse butt do you want? Indicate your preference on horse butt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's <laughs> get back to what we're... Um, so this Wednesday, December 7th at 10 a.m. PST, my favorite thing is happening. It's a dev Q&A. Speaking of horse butt. What? <laughs> Nothing. I just messed with you. Shut up. <laughs> um, and uh, you can ask, uh, well, you can uh, shoot your uh, potential uh, Legion question out into the, the void, if you will, with the hashtag Legion QA. Um, and Laura says um, there's better chance of you uh, getting your question read if it's, uh, you know, they can read it. Um, it doesn't have swears. Um, it's a smart question, and uh, uh, I think that's it. Just and it's, and it's something Afro-related? No. Is Would you call Laura's hair an Afro? Absolutely. A glorious, wonderful, amazing Afro. What? What? Of course, yeah. I just it's thought his hair afro. was really curly. Well, yeah, but when you when you let it poof out like that, that's, that's called an Afro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he uses one of those little combs? Oh, God, an Afro pick? I hope so. Cool never thought of that you know what it would have been dope seeing him walk around blizzcon with like an afro pick sticking out the back of that thing why doesn't he do that i don't know laura if you're listening you're not listening but laura if you're listening i i call afro picks next year at blizzcon buddy i'm gonna bring you one we're gonna make a lagging balls like branded afro pick and bring it for you <laughs> um okay so uh man v we had you on the show because you were talking about uh where the the quest line and the lore in Suramar is going, and for anybody who doesn't want to know, skip forward. Maybe spoilers. I don't know. Definitely spoilers if you uh, if you're not caught up in the Suramar uh, quest line. So um, beware of that if that matters terribly to you and you you don't want to hear what's going to happen within the game storyline uh, since seven point one. So Manfi, you yes. as our uh, as our you know, kind of unofficial resident lore expert, which thank you again for coming back uh, to help guide us on this on this note. Um, we were talking, this came from a conversation we were having in-game in about uh, um, the the progression of the storyline in Suramar. So if you would, it'd be great if you could just give us kind of kind of a quick overview of what's happened so far and what and where that where that left us right before we came into the newest stuff. Okay, so for those that completed Suramar uh, back from what was in release, uh, you basically are working on getting Shalaran up and running, accessing all the ley lines and the different uh, Telemancy beacons and whatnot, and you go and you help out some Vrykul, and you do a whole bunch of different stuff, but it's all kind of like, it feels very much like you're like, like a very in-depth general questing zone, but kind of yeah. like lots of different small stories going on all over the zone. And um, and one particular jerk who just requires so much freaking ancient mana. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh, what was his name? I, his name is Jerky McJerkface because he wants, like, I'm, 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 the reason we had to bring it, like, well, look, first of all, you were a super huge lore nerd, which I love, and I think that's, you know, one of the main reasons we love to have you on to talk about this stuff in, in the first place. Also because I don't have the depth in it, and I'd rather bring somebody in who 
lives for this stuff. So that's it's better that you talk about it. But secondly, I also have not progressed all the way through that storyline. Like I've been, I've not kept up on that. So it's interesting to me to hear some of it's literally spoilers for me, but I'm happy to hear that because I want to know where this is going. And it's, it's so promising as is. So I'm still, I bring up jerky McJerk face, the ancient mana burner, because that's where I still am in the quest line. I oh, well, haven't spoilers. even opened Court of Stars yet. So yeah, spoilers at some point you have to get from 1200 mana. Oh, that's it. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> God, no. Um, but yeah, so, and that all ends with you, uh, finishing and re- restoring the Arkandor, which basically was a, an experiment between a couple of mages and the, and the druids of Al-Shirah as a way to, uh, end the addiction to the Nightwell. Cool. So mages and druids working together? Yeah, probably a couple of mages. Cool. Uh, probably of a similar like vein or uh, thought processing to uh, Philistra and right. uh, working with the druids of Elshra. And it, it's meant to like end the addiction to the Nightwell, kind of how it happened to the Blood Elves, except for the Blood Elves, it was using uh, the light to end the addiction. In this case, it's using druidic magics. Wow. That's so cool. I love that 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 recurring theme and the, the tie-in to... I mean, something like the Lightwell, which or the um, Sunwell. Remember Thank the Sunwell? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> <That> just... <laughs> something so so deep in the lore. I appreciate that. Yeah. Shut up, you. <laughs> but it performs very You're similar. Jerk. Yeah, the the Sunwell is now a uh, combination light and arcane source, kind of paralleling to the uh, arcane and uh, druidic power source that the Arkandor is acting as. But very similar. That's really cool. Totally. So so what's happened since then? Where are we at now? Okay, so since then, uh, you're working on invading Suramar. So the first thing that happens is uh, Arluel, uh, Arluin's uh, sister, comes and she uh, joins you to help, along with uh, Sigrun, I think his name is. He's one of the uh, Imperial Guards. Okay. So they Imperial come... Imperial Guard. And hey, that's a that's a rank in our guild. Yes, it is. Wow. I, okay. But I, de- <laughs> but I de- again. Uh, so they show up. You go with them to the waning crescent, and you see that demons are basically just going around killing everyone. So you basically set up a new little base on top of one of the buildings. Sweet. Kind of near the uh, edge of the city, and that's kind of your new base that's where you teleport to now instead of to the waning crescent courtyard you teleport to the top of this building nice nice that's you know what that makes sense because there's there's been so many things on like on the map indicating things that are up on the tops of the buildings you can't get to this whole time yeah well no you can there's uh grappling hook locations oh yeah i didn't realize that yep there's a bunch of grappling hook locations uh exact same as stormheim Manfi, I just need to bring you in and hear about all the shit that i didn't even know about (laughs) (laughs) Manfi knows everything so, so that happens. So then, uh, after you set up that new base, you're go- you go to rescue a bunch of the um, uh, citizens who have kind of gotten captured, and you find out that they're being captured to be put into the soul grinder. Ew. Yeah, it rips out their soul and uses it to feed their machinery and power. Oh no! Sweet Jesus! 
and that's happening at Fell Soul Hold, kind of oh. on the coast. So you take one of the uh, gondolas and you head down there and kill a bunch of demons and save a bunch of people. You know, you... when I when I'm gonna ride into battle, there's nothing that I choose more <laughs> than a gondola. <laughs> Just give me a long pole, stick me in a skinny ship. It's a glorified canoe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's two arms. It's, it's the most glorious. It's those glorious of war vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> some like gondola enthusiast is like oh my god I'm never listening to this podcast again <laughs> unsubscribe one star <laughs> alright so you do that and I think during that quest chain you meet up with another one of the uh, imperial guards who's defecting Yeah, I can't nice. remember her name now but so you do that and then you find out that Van Theer has been captured oh what Yep, and he's going to be publicly executed. So oh you go God. through and you rescue Vanthyr. And That's good. I mean, I don't know how I'd feel about seeing a public execution in WoW. I mean, I execute things all of the time, but just, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, and uh, he's, I don't, what was it? I think, I don't think it was going to be a public execution. I think it was going to be a public mana starvation into turning him into a withered. Oh, damn. So, probably even worse than an execution. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, uh, this storyline, like, I haven't completed all of it, but it's definitely been, like, really dark and situational. Yeah. Apparently it just keeps going. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the threads of addiction, in particular, have been, um, you know, al- alternately kind of lighthearted joking and and also just have struck some chords as far as, you know, the realism. They've oh, they've like written that. them, you know, the the, the writing of the storylines has run the gamut. Yeah, the one guy in uh, Azuna. The, uh... Oh, what was his name? Oh, that guy! Was it, like, Withered Jim or something? No, that was the world boss. Oh. I'm talking about the, the guy from the quest chain with the... Oh, oh yeah, Withered yeah. Carl. Withered, <laughs> withered Carl. Withered, withered Bob. Withered Ricky. Ricky Withered, McRicky. <laughs> but no, like, like he's like he's an, he's a mana addict, and it's like all fun and yeah. silly. And you're going around, he's like, "Oh, mana crystal," and he goes off and grabs that. Yeah, and then, like, funny. you finish the quest chain, and he's talking to you, and it's like the most depressing little conversation. Yeah, I remember feeling really sorry for him. Well, yeah, because it was all light. That's what. That's exactly what I mean. It was all light and fun and games and hilarious, and then. Doesn't he just kind of like double cross you at the end? No, he never. He's he never double crosses you, even though he's a he's basically a drug addict. He never. He always does what he says he's going to do, and he he it works you the entire time, and then he withers at the end. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh man, so depressing. Damn, Legion coming in with the feels, bruh. <laughs> okay, so that's what uh, Vanfear was supposed to be. That's what was yes, supposed to be I done to him. So, so yeah, so you rescue him. And you bring him back to Shalaran, and you give him the fruit of the Arkandor, so now he's fine. Good. Give him the fruits! <laughs> yeah, so... Did you have to, that... like, stomp on them in a big vat first? And then grab something else, and then grab something else, and then <laughs> jump! Jump on okay, the fairies! Okay, so I would, when I did that the first time, was I... I heard, like, this happened to a lot of people. The first time I did that quest, like, all I got was jump on the fruit. Like, I didn't get any of the others. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's random, I think, so... I just got that like eight times. <laughs> yes, but mostly jump on the fruit. 
Like literally just, yeah. You know what this needs? More jumping. (laughs) We literally just brought you in to do the manpower. I mean, you know, you got to squish the grapes, so. (laughs) But you know what it could use? More jumping. Yeah, yeah. More squishing. Fact. Anyway, what were you saying, Miffy? Okay. So, <laughs> now that you've basically uh, taken care of all the citizens and you've helped out and saved as many people as you can, now it's time to be in the siege of Suramar. So Sweet. About time. You get actually get the help of the Horde and the Alliance for this. Whoa. So, you get, uh, so for on the Horde side, Lady Liadrin and Romnath, I think his name is. Romnath? The one of the, uh, the guy, leader of the Sun Reavers. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, so you get the Blood Knights and you get the Sun Reavers to help on the Horde side. And on the Alliance side, Tarande and uh, Marisa Windrunner show up. Oh, shit, Tarande. Oh, it's Tarande. What you doing, girl? Hi, girl. Hi, Tarande. Sorry, Manthe. <laughs> <laughs> So they they all show up, and uh, they're there to help lay the siege, as well as help train the nightfallen refugees. Oh, nice! So, so you go and you find some weapons to, f- and then you take them on quests to help train them. And does your does the army that you've been training come into play? Not yet. Ooh. Not they, yet, he says. Oh, well, I don't know. They oh, so, so, <laughs> so far they have not. Um, we'll have to see if they actually do. I sure, hope so. but I so far a lot of time not. on that. It, it would yeah. make sense. I mean, if you've you've been literally training a withered army like for a reason, right? Like, yeah. So so far they have not. It's been it's been not withered nightfallen refugees. Okay, that's cool. Got to give them something to do, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see a refugee, you're like, hey, get off your butt, let's get some training. But <laughs> see, this is why I don't go out into the world. See, now I game. know you probably just saw half your family killed and <laughs> your house destroyed, yeah. and you've lost everything. But here's a mace. Go hit something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed what they're doing with the el- el- elves and bringing all the different elf factions together, and it's mm-hmm. really made this story cool. Very um, cool. The conflict and them playing the story up between them not all getting along has been really cool too. Like one of the first quests you have to do uh, once you begin this is the two sides are basically playing pranks on each other. So what? like, yeah, they they can't outright like engage each other because you know the night elves and the blood elves don't get along. They right. can't. They've both both sides. Uh, the soldiers know not to outright engage each other and. Uh, Liadrin and Taronda, and they they know that this is not the time. So the two sides are like playing pranks on each other. That's amazing. Cool. So like, and the Kier and Tor are there to act as like referees and like peacekeepers. <laughs> so Kodgar is there, and he's like, "Can you like clean up some of these, please?" <laughs> <laughs> so what to, like, a funny go, dynamic. Yeah, so you would to, like, say that. Go clean up a bunch of like pranks that the two sides played on each other. Man, this, uh, just, Suramar has been unspeakably frustrating for me since day one of Legion, or I guess not day one, but whenever I got there, and 
it's the, the only reason that like I'm compelled to come back is the the rich storyline. You know, it's just getting knocked off my mount and, and getting found out. Illusion, what are you hiding? Oh God, <laughs> triggered. Don't say that. Yeah, sorry, but uh, you know, it's it's I don't I don't let things that are annoying in, in Warcraft stop me from playing because uh, you know then I'd be one of them. <laughs> no, you know, they've, they've done such an amazing job on the story yeah. and the different dynamics of characters. Yeah, uh, like before you get to this point. Uh, there's a question where you go with Valtois to go access a ley line, mm-hmm. and Stella Gosa shows up from Azuna. Whoa! Damn. And they're just bantering back and forth <laughs> That's the awesome. whole time. Valtois like, "All right, you need to do this," and Stella Gosa's like, "No, you need to do this <laughs> instead." And they're just going at it the <laughs> whole time, and they end up being like best buds at the end. And like after Stella Gosa flies you back to Shalaran. Uh, they, they they fly off together, and Valtois asking you like all these questions about ley lines, and that's so cool. Oh, it's great! Wow. It's it's hilarious. All right, Manfi, I think you have inspired me to go do this quest. I have to see this all for myself now. Get okay. Off your ass. I mean, Start grinding. Not not that I, not only that I should <laughs> because we we kind of need it, but you know, it actually. Um, I think I I started to just get a little um stuck in the world quest thing and, and like not wanting to spend so much time in Surmar kind of thing. So I just wasn't doing as much because it's like I said, one of the great things about the ways that they've developed the game is there are multiple ways to get where you're trying to go. And for something like Surmar where, you know, it's a centralized storyline, I haven't done that much there, but I've done enough. You know, like I said, I still, I do have to go grind some ancient mana and give it to that jerk. But aside from that and the things that I've missed out on by not opening that up, um, you know, I've, we're, we've still been actively raiding. I'm still competitively geared. Um, so the things that I want to do in the game, I'm still getting at and I'm still getting to, and I'm still competitive in. So I, I love that they've made it so that this rich storyline is there. And when you are ready to get to it, it's there for you and it's really worth it. So, you know, I'm, I'm stoked. Yeah, no, in, in my opinion, the whole Suramar, not just the new stuff, but the stuff from before that came with the release is probably some of their best storytelling slash questing they've ever made. That's so cool. In my opinion. Um, that, that's a big deal coming from you. Cause you know, everything <laughs> like <laughs> the, the different air, like the different areas of Surmar are so diverse. You've got like the Legion area. You've got the, the forests with the storm drakes. You've got the withered areas. There's the catacombs. There's Surmar city. There's the Vrykul city with the Naga and the underwater, uh, the basically mini Vashir. Yeah, um, baby Vashir. Which I love. I love Vashir. Oh, me too. It seems like nobody likes it. it. Everyone doesn't like it just because it's hard to do melee combat underwater. Oh, it's it's kind of annoying because you have like a third dimension you have to worry about. Gotcha. I get because I'm not melee, so I, yeah. Yeah, if you're ranged, it's no problem at all. But Interesting. No, I, you get, I really enjoy it, so I got over. I get over it, and then enjoy the zone, and it's a lot of fun. I think I could learn to love it if I tried harder. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and just stepping back to the quality of the storyline for a second here, I, I think that's a big nod to the staff that they've put together there, the professionals that are in charge of the storytelling. I mean, we met Dave Kosak at at uh, BlizzCon, which was amazing. 
Oh my god, yeah. But he and everybody else who's involved in making this story happen and, and doing the writing behind the lore and weaving it into the gameplay, I mean, that's a big job. And I know that there was a lot of concern, I think probably even from myself, um, when we heard about Chris Metzen leaving Blizzard, because, you know, you talk about the heart and soul of the game and so much rich history on that side of things uh, that came, you know, in large part from him. Uh, and then you see him departing and, you know, there's a there's a clear concern. There's a there's a worry. There's a you know, there's a you can't help but think where where might this be going? And, you know, did we leave it in good hands? And then you see this sort of thing come through and you and you can just feel good about knowing that, yeah. You're, yeah. that we're set. No, I, th- I think Chris Metzen also did a good job of finally, like, bringing some consistency to the lore before he left. Like yeah. between like the Chronicles books and them actually starting to bring in some not finality but like really referencing like the big bad guys like Sargeras and mm-hmm. really starting to bring things together and into more of a cohesive uh, story is I think it's in good hands now I think and and in so many ways man like the Sargeras the the pre-legion Sargeras focused um I'm sorry um the the pre legion um the audio legion storyline focus yeah of the the podcasts that they put out yeah. so good so good they, yeah they did a really good job of hype oh absolutely yeah but i just love all the all the different ways you can get the story by playing the game you can get the story by reading these lore books you can get the story by the story by reading the novels you can get it in comic books you can get it in children's books now. I mean, there's so many ways to go about getting all of these different pieces that make such that just touch on this rich tapestry, deep tapestry <laughs> of you know lore from from so far back, and that's just so deep and so dynamic. Yeah, so deep, so dynamic. Well, just to f- finish off what's going on now, basically, it ends up that this most recent week uh, it was a scenario quest line. Uh, where you lead the charge in Suramar, uh, you get to fight first with the Blood Elves and then with the Night Elves, and you lead the charge up to uh, that big center tower in the middle of Suramar, oh, cool. ah, kind yes. of where the uh, is it the Core Stars entrance or the Arcway. One of those two entrances is like in the bottom, you know. You know and then oh. there's a Summoning Stone, and the entrance is right there. And then there's the teleporters up to the top, right? And it's right in the middle of Suramar. So you lead the charge to there, and that's a new base. Ooh. So there's a teleporter there, and right now, Marisa, Liadrin, Taranda, and Kadgar are all hanging out right there. Oh, nice. Well, if Kadgar's there, then you know everything's going to be okay. <laughs> so after that, we have three more quest lines to do for three oh. more weeks. Wow. So That's pretty sweet. That's a lot. Next week's, or in coming in a couple days, is Alessand's retort, which I'm assuming it means that Elson's going to try to do something in response, and we're going to have to stop it. We're going to pay for it. As strong as our will, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would assume you don't know too much about I'm the assuming, stuff that's coming I, in. I'm just guessing based on these names. Sure. I'm probably some big fight. Maybe that's where the Withered Army comes in. Maybe right I, there. Yeah, probably. And then Breaking the Nighthold, I'm assuming, will be another scenario-based invasion. Probably. Where you... Make it to the front gate of the night of the nighthold. I'm gonna um, make another assumption here and say that we must be on the cusp of 7.1.5 because if if the quest is called breaking the nighthold, I mean it seems like it opens the door there, yeah, right? I guess it, my guess, and I think most of the 
rumors are is that 715 will be in January. That makes sense. Makes sense to me too. We're we're in for it. Yes, yeah, so to to be clear listeners, we're we're talk we're this is conjecture. This is speculation. We don't have any inside track or anything like that, but but oh, it, it's God, no. these timelines are making sense. A, a certain guy by the name of Ian Hazakostis told us Ooh. that uh, you know we would almost be running to catch up on the amount of content that would be coming out. This is very much in line with that approach. Yeah, it is. Oh, relax. And <laughs> I'm excited for Nighthold, not only because I think it'll be a fun raid. I've heard interesting things about the different bosses. Oh, yeah? But I know because I accidentally looked at spoilers what happens at the end of the raid. Oh, uh, no. And I'm not going to say. No, don't. I will not say, but thank you, maybe. But it's, it's exciting gonna be, that it's going to be fun. Okay, I'm excited. I'm like really excited. Oh man. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Manfi. Um, uh, if you guys didn't want to hear spoilers, you can start listening now. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it for for the Warcraft section. So we'll be coming back through on threads that that touch throughout the rest of the show. But, um, Manfi, you're gonna do you want to stay with us for the rest of the show? Do you mind? Sure. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's go into Overwatch. Cheers, love. It's Overwatch news. So, is Bastion female? That's been the question on our minds, listeners, all week. No, I'm, think- just, I'm just kidding. It's that there was something that somebody uh, discovered. Uh, so, basically, a new patch came through and some voice lines were revealed. Um, and the one from Anna in particular... Uh, seem to hint that Bastion may not be male. And the way that they found that out is that Anna's Nano Boost voice line has now has two slightly different versions, one for male, one for female, and the one used on Bastion is not the male one. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so um, once Reddit caught on to that, you know, all kinds of conspiracy theories um, popped up, and including some lessons in Arabic, because that's the, the language she's speaking in. Um, so it's not completely settled, because this quote-unquote female version is also the derivative that's sometimes used in reference to thing, things that are also, you know, kind of inhuman objects as well. So um, according to the article that we found on, on Mike.com, which we'll link in the show notes, um, they actually reached out to an Arabic professor to try and get some clarity on this, and they don't have that answer yet. But um, if we do find that out, we'll cover it on next week's show. I choose to believe he's female. I mean, just look at that perfect hourglass figure. <laughs> Girl, look at that body. <laughs> I think um, I think it's interesting because this is uh, on Reddit has sparked uh, a whole discussion about like you know what makes Bastian an it, what makes Bastian male or female, why can't he be neither or both as a robot? Like, what does it mean to be? a genderless robot and is he or she genderless and, and is it an it or is it a, a thing or a person or, you know, and I guess like that, that could be a whole other like uh floodgate of, of discussion, uh, especially with, you know, um, how people in the Overwatch universe treated the Omnics and stuff like that and how the Omnics were trying to, you know, uh, prove that they were in fact human. And so like, where does, where does Bastion, where does, where, where do, I, I guess Bastion's not an omnic, but like, where where do you, I guess, quote unquote, lesser robots fall under that? Like, are are they considered a person or are they considered a thing? And if they're considered a person, are they male or female or are they neither or both? Like, it's just, it's really cool. Look, if a corporation can be a person, I feel like these robots should be people too. What do you mean? Under the tax laws of the U.S. at least, it gets murky. What? 
Uh, you're from Canada. I don't expect you to understand. I don't understand but what you're some saying. Of the, some of the tax laws in the U.S. kind of um, favor corporations as if they were individual people instead of entities of business. And mm. so in terms of, you know, like just kind of likening this idea to something in the real world, the um, the idea of a sex for a robot is a very interesting one. And, yeah. and even in the... Um, even in the cinematics they've made for Overwatch, the one um, for Widowmaker and the assassination. Um, Spoilers, bro! I mean, I didn't say of who. Uh, there's, you know, there's a kind of an iconic clip there of the crowd where you see um, what is presumably a male Omnic and a female uh, who are a couple. And they're cuddling up and holding each other in the crowd, which is pretty cool. So this this is a world in which this exists. And robots do have at least if not genders at least there's discussion of soul and you know the idea of person uh rolled into robot and the idea of of humans both for and against that i guess that's true i mean if you look at zenyatta i mean you wouldn't really consider him female he'd be a male yeah but I don't know. yeah and even his voice sounds a little male yeah that's but, mostly I mean, that's mostly what i'm going off of. yeah but then Bastion doesn't really... I mean, Bastion's got this cute little robot boy, so I guess maybe, like, until we find out if there's, like, a, a definitive answer, you, you know, it can just be, you know, whatever you prefer. Yeah. I, I think that Bastion is a boy, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, there's also... Uh, the article met, mentioned that somebody in part of the Reddit... One of the parts of the Reddit, Reddit discussion said something about how if Bastion was female, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been a part of the all-female brawl? And Bastion is not a part of that. So, you know, it's I, that may be definitive. It may not. I don't know. Interesting. Um, I can't wait to figure this out. I can't wait to see what the, the end result is. Um, but besides that, uh, season three of competitive play has begun. Um, competitive play wasn't completely disabled when season two ended last week. Instead, it was replaced with an off season mode, which allowed you to continue using competitive play rule set without your skill rate being affected. Yay. <laughs> um, but that gave everyone the freedom to break away from the meta and experiment with new heroes and combinations and strategies without having to worry about being moved to a lower tier. And players in the Diamond, Master, and Grandmaster tiers can also, like take, <laughs> uh, can also take a week-long breather to avoid any skill rating decay. Um, so they're expecting the off-season to last about seven days, after which everyone will need to complete their placement matches for the new season. So which is where we're at now. Yeah. In, in placement match time. After giving the skill rating system a major overhaul in Season 2, they noticed that both the gold and platinum tiers were significantly overpopulated. This meant that some players were initially achieving inappropriately high skill ratings and then experiencing a downward adjustment within the first few matches of the season. And this also meant that the competition within the gold and platinum tiers could vary uh, wildly from match to match, which is so not annoying. <laughs> Um, uh, to address this issue, they've made some slight adjustments to the skill rating system, and as a result, the skill ratings will be more widely distributed across all tiers for Season 3. Many players will be ranked lower than expected after their Season 3 placement matches. However, that should normalize the season progresses. Yeah, that's, so. that's not surprising. They had to do something very similar with StarCraft a couple of oh, years really? ago. Yeah, it, basically what happens is, uh, due to the system they're using, the whole skill ratings end up ending up in some kind of a bell curve just mm. because that's the way the statistics end up so you have a lot of people at your gold and platinum 
and you're very low at your bronze and at your grandmaster, so they're trying to like widen that curve a little bit. And and yeah, they did something very similar with StarCraft a couple of years ago. That's cool. It wasn't far off from uh, Heroes a couple of years ago as well. Yeah, so Heroes, Heroes they've they've drawn a lot of the same rankings from experimentation in the Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, because um, it's it's not far off. Honestly, both games you're talking about um, rankings in the context of a team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's they're they're very similarly using almost exact same like ladder ladder uh, ranks like gold, silver, plat, diamond uh, across most of their games, and are probably using a very similar uh, ELO system across the other games as well. So there's a lot of similarities between mm, them. The ELO, great band. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, but uh, we we just like to throw out um, our uh, commiserations for everybody um, competing right now for their uh, their spots. So we <laughs> there's a, a few of our guildies that aren't having a good time. It's it's a stressful <laughs> time for people right now, and, and we just want to say uh, good luck to everybody. And uh, they're just placements. Are they? They are. They're just, are they placements. just placements. They're just placements, and they will normalize as the season progresses. Okay, we'll we'll see. Let's move on to Hearthstone. Oh, I feel icky. And now, it's time for some Hearthstone news. Here's your hosts, Gary Benhong, Thorn, and... Oh, what a rush. Feast. So, Hearthstone's newest expansion, Mean Streets of Gadget San, is now available. I like how you did that. I see what you did there. Hey, I like you it. like that? You like that? Yeah, what do you want? Okay. Um, <laughs> the fragile truce between the city's three crime families has been shattered, and now the rowdy, grimy goons, the volatile cabal, and the secretive Jade Lotus want you to choose sides. Oh, snap. What are you guys on? Grimy goons. I haven't played Hearthstone in way too long. Awesome. I'm with the cabal. So <laughs> <laughs> you can fill your decks with 132 powerful new cards and take the fight to an all-new game board in a rough-and-tumble turf war for the city of Gadgetan. So that was taken straight from the Hearthstone website, but uh, you have to see uh, there's um, like uh, a trailer for this. It's really cool. Again, like every um, Hearthstone trailer is highly stylized in this like almost specific Hearthstone sort of artwork. Yeah, almost comic just, book style. Yeah, and it's super sweet. Um, so uh, that's up now, and... Uh, uh, Blizz wants to know uh, which side you're going to join, and you can do that by um, using the Gadgetan hashtag. So that's hashtag G-A-D-G-E-T-Z-A-N. And we'll have the link to uh, all of this in the show notes, so make sure you do that and vote yeah. Cabal. You know what? I saw them doing a cool thing on Twitter, too. I don't know if this is something that existed before this or if this was kind of a new way of doing things, but I saw them put up a uh, voting system, um, like a What's the word I'm looking for where you ask questions and gondola gondola? Yes. They put a gondola on Twitter now. Um, so they, they put up these polls and they said, you know, which faction, which crime family are you with? And then the, the button for each of the three, the three, each, each of the thrice, <laughs> each of the three families, um, said tweet, um, goons, tweet, cabal, tweet, Lotus. And I think when you click the button, it would then, um, copy that poll, and that would be the post that you would put up. So then you were asking all of your followers to indicate what they would choose. Cool. Yeah, because I saw it a few times over in my Twitter feed, and I, it must have been triggered by choosing one, which is pretty cool. I'm triggered too. 
All right, moving on to Heroes of the Storm. Take it away, boys. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm, because we know you can't stop talking about it either. Man, if you want to take this one? Sure, and I can begin by sighing in disgust <laughs> at this week's Hero Brawl. Aww. Why is that, Manfie? Oh, God. This week's Hero Brawl is Ghost Protocol, an all-Nova snipe battle on Towers of Doom. <laughs> You're the enthusiast. The I can't do it. <laughs> Every shot. Snipe. Do you only get Snipe? I think you might only have Snipe. And it insta-kills heroes and does one damage to the core health. Wow. And if you get three matches, you get a thousand gold and a portrait. God, all right, everything is wrong <laughs> with this this hero brawl sweep. <laughs> everything. All right, first off, it's on Towers of Doom. That is absolutely my least favorite map. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised they chose that for this. I, oh God, it, Blizzard, please, if you're listening, this- allow us to veto maps. Dear God, <laughs> please. Is it the smallest map? I maybe I thought, I thought Spider Queen was the smallest. It, I don't know. I just don't like the mechanic at all because special. Well, the mechanic doesn't even. Oh, you mean of the brawl? No, of Towers of Doom. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure no, it matters I'm not, I'm not though ranting because about it the is. I'm ranting about Towers of Doom. Okay. Because <laughs> the mechanic completely negates specialists. Just completely, they can't do anything they're supposed to do, which is push. Right. Yeah. Your pushing doesn't matter. It's all about team fighting. So if you if you're like. Cigar, well, Cigar is bad because Maw, but if you're like Murky or Sylvanas and you go into that and like quick match, you're like, oh, well, all right, I guess I'm not going to help this game at all because you just don't do anything. <laughs> and I, I just don't like that map. So that's the first thing. Secondly, I don't like stealth in these games because it's just annoying and <laughs> I have horrid fl- PTSD flashbacks from league of legends where evelyn was horridly overpowered and she would just appear next to you and you die instantaneously <laughs> so i don't like stuff and then <laughs> when uh, play with a buddy of mine and he plays nova and there's no one nova on the enemy team it gets even worse because now they're like trying to shoot each other and we call it submarine warfare where basically the first one to reveal themselves is just dead they yeah. just die well, so now, now take, take that, that time. Multiply that by five. <laughs> take that and it's like, times, oh my yeah, god. <laughs> so no, I will not be participating in this week's Hero Brawl. Uh, you, you have to do it now and then tell us how it goes. Oh god. I should just do it and I should stream <laughs> it and you should guys just hear me raging the uh, no, entire I wanna, time. Dude, I want to play with you on that. I want to be a part of this experience. <laughs> I want you guys to get that portrait to show everybody how hardcore you are. Well, I gotta say, the one redeeming factor is that you only have to complete three matches of Thank this. You do God. not have to win three matches of this. Ugh, I mean, but I need the gold by Ragnaros when he comes out. Do it, please stream it. I mean, we'll, it's a we'll advertise gold. it. It's a new portrait. The portrait's pretty cool. <sighs> All right, Thorn, you and me, let's do this. Let's do it, man. Three it's matches. official. We'll go do some submarine warfare. Be a couple of jerks. Get our asses I'm g- kicked. I'm gonna hide in a bush the whole time. I'm just gonna wait for somebody to appear. And boom. <laughs> just go in and die. No way. And come back to life because it's not well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for some motherfucking shout outs. Shout outs, yay, yay. All right, so this week we asked you Have you ever had a WoW related dream? Please tell us about it. Uh, apparently, not many people have. Yeah, not too many. Not a whole lot of uh, response on this. However, I am one of them. So 
So am I. Uh, Manfi, have you ever had a WoW-related dream? Most of my... Not directly related to the game. Mostly, like, interactions with guildies. Oh, really? Like, sexy interactions? <laughs> no. Oh. But, like, why are you disappointed? Yes. <laughs> Extremely. But no, like, like guildies will just, like, appear. Have I ever been in one of your dreams? I don't remember. Oh. That's a yes. <laughs> That's a yes. Is it? <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember. <laughs> Mimi? That's awesome. Hey, Mimi. Um, so we have uh, a, a response from uh, the chief, our, our, our chief Vulgin, our fallen, but maybe not fallen chief Vulgin. Yes, spirit of Vulgin. Uh, and he says, uh, all the time usually involves garage and some arrows. Although I have dreamed about Sylvanas becoming war chief once. Oh, man, that's, that's both clever and sad at the same and time. And foreshadowing. <sighs> Spoilers. Is it foreshadowing if it's already happened? Yes. No. Maybe you want to like read the next one? It's <laughs> All right. From Cinderboop at Cindertweets. Who uh, we love, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Cinder's we love awesome. everybody, but, you know. Uh, apparently, I was raiding Tyrant Valhari in my sleep one night. Was just shouting out, move, move, at regular intervals. <laughs> 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 I love that so much. <laughs> I'm, like, picturing it. <laughs> And uh, finally, uh, Rise CP from the Victor Sanctum podcast says, "You sure you want to know?" Yes, I <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you really left us hanging on that one, right? So okay, um, I will not leave you hanging and tell you about mine. Um, I have had a very specific, very vivid WoW-related dream, um, and I wish it was more exciting. But in this dream, I was a worker on one of the Zeppelins from Orgrimmar. So you know how when you get on the Zeppelins, there's somebody who announces that it's arrived. There's also somebody who is on the ship, and they're the one who's like, you know, announcing the departure time and telling, ordering people around and whatever. I was not that guy. I was one of the others who were just the worker bees on the Zeppelin. Were you the guy on the bike in the front? Oh, no, I don't think so, no. That would suck. <laughs> I think I was actually somebody who was supposed to be downstairs. You know the part that you never bother to go to? The, Where the vending the machines are? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was supposed to be, like, stationed down there or something like that, but I wanted to see... So I was up on the top, but the entirety of the dream happens while the Zeppelin is parked at the towers where they depart from in Orgrimmar. And so the only view I have is down from there, you know, at the tower itself and then down from there to what's going on below. And basically that's it. I think we were, I can't remember where we were supposed to go. I don't know which, which Zeppelin we were supposed to be. Was Do you know which tower it was? Yeah, it was the the uh, the Western Tower. Okay, I think that one's Thunder Bluff and Stranglethorn. Yeah, and then I was on the eastern side of that. So, so Stranglethorn. There you go. Hey, by the process of elimination, nice one. All right. Uh, yeah, but we but the reason I the other reason I don't know is we never took off. Like it was like disabled or broken or something like that. And I in my dream, it's because I did something wrong, but nobody knew that. Typical. <laughs> so maybe I was supposed to be the guy on the bike and I just wasn't on the bike. <laughs> that would explain a lot. And uh, I've ha- I have loud dreams constantly, just all of the time. What are yours? Not safe for work? Um, some, of them, some of them are not safe for work, but a lot of them are just strange. And I'm not saying this to sound cool or to show off or anything, but most of my wow dreams also incorporate Harry Potter in some way. Oh, so that's I'll pretty like, cool. That's a oh, sweet crossover. Is it because yeah. you're a mage? 
I, I guess, right? I guess, because like the the most vivid one I have is it was the Battle of Hogwarts or for Hogwarts, and I was like a wizard student, but in in my field of view, like I could see my bars, and I was using mage spells. Whoa! To try and kill Voldemort, so it was just oh, onboard HUD. What? You had an onboard HUD. What is that? You could see your bars. Oh, okay. I thought you were making fun of me. I was like, don't say that about me. No, no. It's as if you were walking around with a helmet on and your bars were in your helmet. I get it now, but I just, I got really offended for a second. Now you want me to have have VR Warcraft. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so dope. I know. That's, uh, that's, um, where did I ask that? I asked that at some point. I just, I want to know, is World of Warcraft going to go virtual reality someday? And I want that answer to be yes. Maybe you should pitch that for the uh, Dev Talk this week. Maybe I should. So that, actually, that sounds a little more like a BlizzCon type question. Yeah, that's not really like a Legion question. I've already pitched two questions. Honestly, if one of my questions gets through, it's going to be like the thrill of a lifetime. The thrill of a lifetime. <laughs> um, so uh, we had some uh, reviews on iTunes, um, and we don't check very often because they don't come through very often. And we, you know, we used to get our hopes up a lot. So uh, we didn't check very often. But uh, we have like four from the past couple of months and uh thorn has them queued up i do so um hot doctor dot pepper gave us five stars and just said great stuff thanks hot dr pepper hot dr pepper and then five stars also from ligfidis i don't know how you would pronounce this this name so i won't try or actually i guess i already did try this has quickly become my favorite wow podcast keep up the good work that is so meaningful to us when you say that we're your favorite WoW podcast, simply because there are so many and they're all fantastic. Yeah. So thank you. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, it's huge. And, and simply stated, you know. Yeah, that's not lost on us, by the way. That's thank you. And our uh, one of our newest um, listener guildmates, Gurton 500, says it makes me smile. Almost every episode makes me smile and laugh out loud as I go about my day and job. It can be <laughs> a, an issue because people think I'm a bit crazy, but it's completely worth it. Smiley face. Give it at least a try. You won't regret it. That's such a good review. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. And, and then the last one from great uh, from BG Cliff says, great team. I love the banter between the hosts and the lighthearted nature of the show. Five stars. Lighthearted nature. It sounds like a like a, a like a chime for an ad oh, for like a granola like bar. 80s hair metal. It's like lighthearted nature. <laughs> well, you didn't sing it that way baby, the first time. Baby, baby. Nice. Oh, now I get it. I'm there. Yeah. Manfi, did I take you there? Always. <laughs> see, see everybody? Always. That's right. Um, and uh, finally, to close out the show, Thorne has some truly strange news. Okay, so I found this kind of by accident. But um, Trump's campaign... So President-elect of the United States of America, Donald Trump, his campaign CEO had some involvement in a, a company called IGE. Now, I'll get to that in a moment, but it's kind of the weird but interesting news of the week, uh, for at least for our U.S. listeners and anyone following the reality TV show that is the U.S. presidential election these days. Yeah, way to go, guys. Uh, So there was this Wired article about President-elect Trump's chief strategist, Steve Bannon, and uh, some of the former roles that he's had before um, these, you know, kind of high-profile, more recent ones. Before he became CEO of the Donald Trump campaign, uh, and before he took over uh, the alt-right media outlet Breitbart.com, Steve Bannon made his living selling virtual gold on the internet. <gasps> Bannon was indeed the CEO of IGE, which was the overarching corporation that made IRL cash off of in-game gold selling. 
Oh my god. Strange, huh? You think he ever got kicked out of WoW? <laughs> no, but I think he probably got a lot of people kicked out of WoW. Oh my god. Manfie, what do you think? Well, it kind of explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm at WoW. I can't. I mean, that's like one of the, the skeeviest things you can be in the gamer community, is it not? Definitely. And so it's just kind of funny that, well, like... Well, what's, what's worse? It's like selling in-game gold mm -hmm. or, like, botting? Ooh. Aren't those kind of the same thing, though? No. Not really. Well, I mean, I... aren't don't you bot to get... Oh, I guess some people bot just to level up, huh? Yeah, or, like, PvP bots. And... But, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of, like, gathering bots that definitely contribute to the gold selling. Okay, but it's... It's still different, so it's like... Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's still different. Well, yeah, okay, like, so you might use a bot to make gold and then sell it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah, like you can you can bot to get ahead in the game, which like kind of screws over other players or and, you know, Blizzard itself, or you can uh, bot and like buy gold and sell gold and stuff like that, which doesn't really screw over other players usually, but it still screws over Blizzard, so... It's just not good, man. No, yeah. it still screws over players because it... it affects the in-game economy, which ruins the auction house. It right. artificially and inflates all the prices. Absolutely, and I think that was part of the basis of the lawsuit that some players brought against IGE that, that ended up taking the company, um, made the company kind of take a nosedive, according to the article. What a thing to have in your resume, right? It's so strange. I mean, he honestly, he the the most interesting part of Steve Bannon is, is, that, is that resume. It's all over the place. It's really kind of nuts. How very interesting. Yeah, so strange tie uh, from IRL to in-game that I just had to bring up. Topical. Um, and then, um, but, I, you know, I just want to stop for a second and thank you, Manfi, for coming on and basically being a co-host for, uh, kind of a guest host for th this episode. Yeah, thanks, Manfi. Woohoo, always exciting. Right? <laughs> 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 Um, and yeah, so everybody, please make sure to check out the show notes this week. Lots of interesting stuff, lots of stuff to check out and look at, and uh, yeah, so Manfie, in including a picture of Manfi as a centaur. It's I true. Shouldn't have, I shouldn't have brought it up. Oh, I just but you did. We were going to. <laughs> I know. Hey, Manfi, I, just to kind of close out, I have a joke for you. Oh boy! Knock what is knock. It? Who's there? Bye, Felicia. Hey, gang. We need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community-focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments, guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shoutouts and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. The holidays are a stressful time. And it's okay to feel like shit even though you know there are people somewhere else around the world having a much harder time than you it's okay to acknowledge that okay them having a worse time than you does not negate your own experiences like with frosty k's trying to get the hidden appearances okay the world boss is in storm high the soul takers that are up at the time of this recording, which probably won't be by the time you hear this. They dropped the hidden appearance. I don't know if it's 100% or not. Anyway, 
It's okay to feel like shit. Don't let anyone tell you you're wrong. I mean, you might be, but you're probably not. 99.9% you're not. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh, if you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! <laughs> well, you didn't sing it that way. Baby, baby, baby. Baby, baby, baby.